Well, hello there, sweetie darlings. This is tea. It's burning tarot time. I am delighted to be chatting with you. I have been unable to come out here into the woods for, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks now because of a knee injury. And now I'm slowly making my way, slowly and not very far, back into the forest. And it's really warm, especially for December. Climate change, oh climate change. Sometimes it's kind of fun to walk with you. There's your holiday song. Ah, uh, yeah, gorgeous warm day here in Deschutes National Forest. We have birds. We have blue skies. What's the difference between a sky and multiple skies? I don't really know. So maybe we just have one blue sky above us. And we have, of course, gorgeous ponderosas. And also, of course, we have a lot of wooden debris on the ground from the various things that the Forest Service and other humans do to this lovely forest. It's nice to be greeting winter from a place of warmth. And it is winter upcoming, right? We have the solstice coming up this month. We have a solar eclipse coming up this week. So if you're following the astrology of the moment, you know it's a bit topsy-turvy. We just had the lunar eclipse of this pair. Oh, I don't know how long ago now. Seven, ten days ago? Fourteen? How does the math work on the moon? Um, and this one is this uh, set of eclipses is happening on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Um, and uh, into Sag after Scorpio. So that's exciting. What else do we have? We have a card. That's what we're here for, right? We're not here for the trees and the skies and the nice deer hoof prints that I've just walked over. Maybe we're here for all these things. I uh, hope you all had a good Turkey Day if you are a celebrator of Turkey Dayness. And even if you're not, I hope you did something fine on that random Thursday, something that was pleasurable for you. Okay, so let's get on to the card. This is a card that's just for the next, uh, we'll say, week or 10 days to help guide the little handful of those of us who are Burning Tarot, the Burning Tarot podcast. And this card helps us home in on, that's home with an M, by the way. In my other life, I'm a writer and editor, so it's not hone in, it's home in. Look, you got a usage lesson out of your tarot reading today. Who would have thunk it? Okay, so this card is our little, our little guide. Give us something to work with. We're using the Golden Tarot. This is created by Cat Black, Cat with a K. Wonderful, gorgeous, um, collaged tarot deck. Uh, and the pieces for those collages come from uh, Renaissance and I think late medieval paintings. Pretty fabulous. We have drawn, my friends, we have drawn the chariot. 
dun, 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 the chariot. So this is the card number seven in the major arcana of the tarot. And the way that Cat Black depicts it is that we have a warrior queen. I remember that phrase from Cat Black's little, you know, those mini pamphlet books that come with tarot decks. She, she says, warrior queen, very specifically. That's who um, is riding in the chariot in this deck. <clears throat> and apparently that corresponds with some older decks who had a female character in this position. Uh, the Smith Rider Waite and that tradition of familiar 20th century tarot cards, they usually use a dude, an armored man in the chariot. But here we have a warrior queen. She is standing on a kind of column plant thing with odd flapping bits on it. Hmm, those must have mystical significance, but I don't know what they are. Um, <clears throat> and uh, this strange plinth chariot thingy is being pulled not by horses, but by two swans. And it's one white swan and one black swan. Our warrior queen is dressed in a very fetching color of kind of, oh, amber, amberish, goldeny brown. Amberish reddish matches her hair. Um, and then she's got a little bit of armor on underneath. She is holding a spear. The pokey side is pointed down at the plinthy thing. She's hanging on to the top of it. So she's not even holding on to reins for these swans. In other decks, you'll see an armored up guy kind of really holding on while two horses sometimes are depicted riding off in opposite directions or trying to. And the charioteer might have reins fir firmly gripped in his hands. But she is um, guiding her chariot without even having to deal with reins. She is looking up to the stars. There are golden stars twinkling in the groovy navy blue sky. I've just discovered a large hunk of glass. I don't like to leave that out in the forest. So we gotta pause the reading while we deal with a piece of glass. Some poor little chipmunk's gonna end up impaled on this sucker. This is a fruitless cause, by the way. There's so much garbage and junk in the forest. But sometimes I still try. All right. Dear self, please remember that there's a huge chunk of really jagged, nasty glass right in this little compartment of the backpack. Okay. So what would our warrior queen do with that glass, I wonder? Uh, something efficient, I think. She looks very efficient to me. There is a coat of arms floating up in the sky. And if I had my glasses, I would tell you what all is going on in there. It's very detailed. Um, but I'm out in the woods. I didn't bring my readers. There is a city in the background. And, um, yeah. So she must be there in the water. So the swans are pulling her through some water. And she's kind of looking up towards maybe that coat of arms that's floating in the sky or maybe just at the stars themselves. 
What does this mean? Well, when we pull the chariot, it often indicates that we need to be careful how our energies are being pulled back and forth, left and right. It may suggest that we get a big rush of energy or just events happen in our lives that start pulling us along like these swans. And uh, maybe we feel like a warrior queen standing above going, this is all working out just as I planned. But maybe we don't. Sometimes one horse starts moving or one swan and we're kind of like, whoa, and, and we're thrown off balance. So often the chariot will come up to let us know that the part of us that can achieve balance. Oh my God, another giant piece of glass. I guess it goes with the first one. Am I going to end up digging up this entire patch of dirt? Now I'm seeing there's lots of these things. Well, that's just an example. You can get kind of unbalanced. You can get moved off of your path by stuff that you find along the way. I just picture the little chipmunks dancing on that. I gotta move it. Um, so, we get unbalanced. We get pulled in too many directions at once. And we kind of forget who's running our show. It's important to show leadership to ourselves and to others when we pull the chariot. It's important to have a good idea of what uh, leadership looks like and to keep in mind that it doesn't have to look like a seriously armored up dude. That we can lead with collaboration. That we can lead using the soft skills, as they call them, the feminine skills, the ways of communication that really allow us to work with others. And that's how the leadership happens. We're not holding the reins and jerking on the reins in the horse's mouth, the bit. We're just standing up there providing the magical leadership. Chariot's great for that. It's a great reminder, like, uh, especially with the cat black interpretation that we can just kind of draw on our inner warrior queen energy. And that energy is something that anybody of any gender can experience. It is not reserved for um, people who happened to be born with certain genitals at birth or whatever. That queenly energy is very powerful, but has a different connotation than perhaps a king energy would in this position. So we are encouraged to find balance, to show cooperative, um, reasonable, inspirational leadership, to work collaboratively with others, to leave some room for improvisation, Um, chariot, it works, I think, very well, uh, with the part of ourselves that can give some wiggle room to kind of (laughs) everything, you know, and that's a good message during the holidays. We tend to get overscheduled. There seems to be a hell of a lot going on, a bunch of stuff you're supposed to buy, a bunch of charities you're supposed to donate to, or charities to run and try to get money out of other people at the end of the year, da, 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 da. You know, there's a bunch of, uh, stuff that's programmed into our year to make this, um, 
an interestingly hectic time of year. Interesting because it is the darkest time of year for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, um, and most of our listeners here are in the Northern Hemisphere. So it's kind of the time to maybe go into the darkness and the quietude. And that's just not how our culture works. Our culture's like, you know, string up as many lights as you can, get out there, buy a bunch of presents, put on a dinner, come walk the labyrinth with us. If you're in Sisters, Oregon, we'll have some kind of labyrinth walk on, on solstice, which I think is the 21st this year. You know, there's fun stuff to do. There's warm stuff to eat. And yet there's also um, a comforting power of the darkness itself. So we want to let the black swan and the white swan balance each other out and work in harmony together so that we're not too much in the light, not too much socializing, not overdoing it on that, on those sort of externally focused things, keeping time for ourselves, keeping time for um, solitude, for our more intimate relationships, um, while, you know, somehow keeping up uh, with the sort of societal demands of the time. So that in itself could give us a lot to work with. Chariot is telling us it's all cool. We actually have the power to do this balancing act. We have what it takes. We are beautiful warrior queens. We just have to remember to actually do it. <laughs> we got to stand up there on our plinth. We have to inspire our swans with lovely words and lovely vibes. And, um, and we'll get through it quite nicely. If you have been waiting for a log jam to move... If you've had a feeling of stuckness in a particular project, particular area of your life, um, this can be a good indicator. Time to unjam the logs, or maybe just sit back and wait for them to unjam themselves. There's movement in this card, uh, and it's a season when a lot of people would be traveling to go visit family and such like that. So um, travel, movement, probably watching out for new variants. I don't even know how to pronounce the new one, Omnicrom or something. Um, given that context, uh, there's still probably going to be travel. There's going to be the urge to travel, the urge to move forward, to have energy coursing through us. I think it's a nice card to draw for this time of year. I feel comforted knowing that we've got our charioteer energy going and that we can guide this thing. Another image for the chariot, of course, is the god Apollo, right? Like that the sun is the, you know, it's the chariot of the gods pulling the sun across the sky. So that's an image of bringing light again. And it reminds us that we can bring light to our own situations, even at a dark time of year. Well, I have wound up next to one of my favorite lightning snag stumps of a huge old ponderosa. And it's got another tree 
a little baby tree um, lying across it. I will try to take a picture of this for you. You can just see the extremely powerful, twisty uh, guts of what remains of this lightning-struck tree rising up out of the ground. And this thing just is towering up above me. And it, it feels like the, the warrior queen. It's just, even though it's been struck by lightning, even though it's been dead for heaven knows how long, it still feels immensely powerful and very well-rooted. Not, it's not going to get knocked over because a swan kind of got into a you know, temporary tizzy or something. It's a very nice, solid feeling. And that's the feeling I have out in the forest today. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to be with you guys. Um, I want you to know that uh, I will do a sale on single card personal readings very, very soon. So if you wanted to buy a few to give out as Christmas gifts or Hanukkah this week or any whatever thing you do, they will be just for the actual podcast listeners. There'll be a discount. So it'd be just $20 for a card poll. And I'm not sure when that's going to go up. So watch your email box and listen to the podcast and we'll figure it out. Um, and I also have space for a freebie between now and the end of the year. So sometime during December, if you want to ask a question and have me uh, pull a card for a mini, mini reading to do publicly on the podcast, I would be happy to do that. Uh, the, the ones that were sent in earlier, I did answer a couple of those, but then um, the rest kind of expired. So if you want to re-ask an old question, you can do that. You just send them to burningtarot at gmail.com and tell me what pseudonym to use for you when I chat about it here on the podcast. All right. Well, my dears, that's what I got for you. Hope you have a lovely, warm, sunny day or rainy or snowy, whatever it is you have. Much love. Bye-bye.